Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, David Loyne is our very special guest, and the timing of, of his book is, uh, uh, is just uh, outstanding, uh, unfortunately, uh, for, for so many folks, but fortunately for the rest of us. The Long War is the name of the book, and he has been a, a foreign correspondent uh, for BBC and so many other uh, organizations for years. Uh, to me, he is the authority on Afghan history, and uh, just absolutely thrilled to have David Loyne with us. David, how are you? Hi, Frank. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it is. It is a bit of a chance that, it, that the book came out just as the as the war really was coming to an end. Um, I mean, I planned it obviously for the 20th anniversary of 9/11. Yeah. Um, to do the 20 years of the war, and I, I hadn't quite expected uh, Joe Biden to give me such a good uh, a good end point. Wow. I, just uh, just flabbergasting what happened but let me ask you and and i'll yield to you on anything to do uh, with afghanistan you are the expert uh what's the least we should know what's the least the listeners should know about what happened i I think um I, i think the mistakes were made there were two key moments in the war the mistakes were made in the first couple of years by the Bush administration, in my view, and then the big decisions made in 2009. The decisions made in 2001, too, and I spent a lot of time in the book uh, going through, I've talked to a lot of people who were there making decisions at the time. Um, What we did right at the beginning was not to put enough American boots on the ground. We ended up with 100,000 American soldiers of of an international coalition of 150,000. Remember, there were more than 50 countries there on America's side at the peak. Um, but right at the beginning, it wasn't like that. Right at the beginning, it was just special forces, special operators on the ground with air power and standing up local militias who were going to fight the Taliban and showering them with millions, boxes of dollars. There were, there were helicopters coming into over the Hindu Kush, dropping dollars onto, onto warlords' heads, effectively. And we stood up the very people that the Taliban had defeated five years previously, because you'll remember the Taliban were in power in the late 1990s before they'd come back now this week. And the people that they defeated when they came to power then were the very people that we stood up again in 2001. And on one level, we took a side in a civil war. And those people, um, once they, they were back in, they obstructed all of the attempts that more moderate Afghans, you know, technocratic Afghans, people who wanted a democracy, um, they obstructed their efforts to rebuild a country. And the second thing I'd say that you need to know, as it were, in your, what do you need to know, in my view, was the 2009 year. So the Bush administration, eight years on, Obama comes in and his presidency, he says, well, let's let's completely examine this war inside out, top and bottom. Spent the whole of 2009 going through the Afghan war and making decisions. He fired the commander, Dave McKiernan, who was the, 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 the general who was serving, uh, commanding in Afghanistan at the time. The first field commander to be fired since General MacArthur in 1951 in the Korean War. That's how important it was. And McKinnon talks to me in this book. It's the first interview he's done. And he put in place Dan McChrystal, who was a great American general, 
And he spent the whole of 2009 persuading the Obama administration that the, the way to do this was with a surge, was to have more troops. And I talked to a lot of people in the White House for the book around that period. Fascinating discussions as to whether they should put more troops in or end up down at, you know, potentially 1,000, pulling all, all of them right back down to just having a counter-terrorism capacity. Because you remember at the time, we still hadn't found Osama bin Laden. It was still a requirement to carry out the one reason that the war happened in the first time, first place. And the strongest voice in the room through all of those discussions in the White House, as I say, I talked to a lot of people for the book who were there, the strongest voice for pulling it right down to a thousand troops or none was Joe Biden. And that strong sense that right back then he had that he didn't want to be boxed in by the generals was the, was the phrase that he used then. He didn't want to send troops in. He was very against the Obama decision. And when he became president this year, he carried that out. And I think, I think understanding that is that is you, then you understand the strength of of the Biden decision this year and why he has he's made what I think you know internationally it's a very unpopular decision. I mean, it may be I don't know how it's going down in the states, but I think the way that it's been done is not going down well. David Loyne, I you know again congratulations on all the wonderful work and I uh, you know one of the one of the things that's chilling is that you've been talking about this for years you've been talking about the mistakes made and unfortunately when when they found the navy seals got and killed uh, Osama bin Laden I think people figured at that point mission accomplished and uh, it's it's done and they forgot that there was a war you know they forgot that there was a taliban they forgot that everything uh, happened and, and I'm just talking from a layperson standpoint. Maybe not in your circles, not in uh, n- not in folks that uh, that care about international uh, uh, situations and issues, but in in the general public's mind, once uh, once Osama bin Laden was killed, uh, it, you know, all attention went away from Afghanistan. Uh, would you would you say that's an accurate description? Sure, and I think that was, in a sense, that was a problem. I mean, I, I mean, I can understand that people have lives to lead. You know, I, I happen to be obsessed by, by Afghanistan, but uh, you know, but, but but moving, but moving on, um, you know, it makes sense in, in people's lives. But but the Afghans can't move on, and they were still left there with, um, you know, the, with the problems that so the corruption that you know, in, in many ways, was fueled by. Uh, American decision making. So, you know, as well as the, the decision to take out Osama bin Laden, was the decision to put in, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars into Afghanistan. And, you know, the way that that aid was done, the way that the war was fought, was fought, the decisions that were made, you know, had consequences for ordinary Afghans. And, and in a sense, you, you know, it, that's the it's the humani- that's the humanitarian thing. It's a country. There's there's some extraordinary people there, um, and. You know, so keeping that interest, well, I guess, you know, um, those of us who spend a lot of time there as reporters, you know, that's what we were trying to do. I was aware then, you know, it became the Forgotten War, um, 2012, 11, 12, 13, after Osama bin Laden was killed. And, you know, there was a a sense in the West, you know, why is this thing still going on? And, of course, in my view, it was still going on because, you know, we took such a short-term decision at the beginning. You know, if Donald Rumsfeld had said this is going to take 10 years to do. Um, uh, so let's you know, really engage in it with some kind of commitment um, rather than saying we're going to be out in a year and still being there 20 years later. Then I think the United States and the world will be a better place. 
you know, it's a small point, but I'm so glad to hear you say the word Afghan, and w- which is what the people are, uh, the administration, or some people in the administration keep saying Afghani. And it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I have friends that are, uh, that are Afghans and they're you, so I'm outraged. I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you picked that up. Afghani is the currency. Right. It's, it's the money. It's the money. Yeah, it's, uh, it's money. Uh, you know, at least get that right. I mean, my God, it seems almost <laughs> uncaring uh, when they when they they don't have yeah. that right. And look, I, I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Congratulations on your wonderful work. Uh, I'm, I'm my thoughts and prayers go out to not only the the thir- is it 30,000 people Americans still there but um, but you know more importantly after they are here hopefully safely uh, home but the the people in sure. Afghanistan and uh, and I just I, I just yeah remember fear. remember the 30 remember the 30 million Afghans left behind yeah and uh, Brandy it's great to talk to you thank you very much and uh, do you have a website a social media site we should be uh, following sorry I it, you Forgive me, Frank. Yes, do you have a, a website? Or a yeah, yeah it, 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 I do. Yeah, please give it to us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's davidloin.com. All right. D- David, thank you very much for being up, uh, and, and keep Frank, up the great work. Great to be with you. David Loin, everyone. The Long War is the name of the book, and he is a longtime correspondent for the BBC, and, and just amazing work that he's done he said it he's obsessed with afghanistan and uh, you know and listen uh, god bless him for uh, for being obsessed with afghanistan uh, and most of us forgot there was an afghanistan as soon as as soon as uh, osama bin laden was killed and my um, you know my my concern is is uh, our uh, folks that are over there, obviously uh, egocentric uh, or American centric, we want our thirty thousand people to be uh, to be, to come back and come back safely. The thirty million that he points out, uh, the Afghans that are going to uh, uh, that are going to be left behind once they're uh, this is this is done. God only knows what's going to happen, but uh, it's a you know it's a disaster. It's a it's a disaster, and uh, I have a brother-in-law who, who we're very proud of. He's a uh, retired brigadier general, Richard Seeley, and and his concern is, uh, you know, that so many of the Afghan people helped out uh, the American soldiers and the, you know our government and our people, and as interpreters and as assets in different ways, helping us find the terrain and 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 find different areas and you know they were promised that that they would not be left uh, hung out to dry so to speak and and it uh, looks like we just did exactly what we we said we wouldn't do and four different presidents uh, basically have been promising the military that we won't leave your assets uh, unprotected and and un um catered to or what I'm catered to <laughs> wrong term for sure but I mean uh, you know what I mean terrible situation disaster there but David Loyne get the book The Long War uh, longtime BBC correspondent he's, uh, he's the best in the business when it comes to Afghanistan Frank McKay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking the Down <laughs>